Hi guys, it's your girl Shauna. Welcome to another episode of Reeves Ramblings. And today I have a guest with me. I've started doing this thing where I am inviting my friends or people that I am familiar with who I think are doing a phenomenal job at life despite it being so rough and so hard sometimes. And today I have with me Miss Rina Waligo. She is from Uganda. I met her in China and she has returned home. So today we're just going to talk a bit about what her life was like in China, why she decided to move back home, and how has the adjustment process been for her um, in Uganda. Rina has lived abroad for, I think, over 10 years, right, Rina? Yeah, 10 years. Yeah, she started in Kenya, and then she moved to China. So this is her first time being back in Uganda as an adult. Rina, can you tell us something about yourself a little about yourself okay hi shauna hi shauna's people <laughs> um <laughs> thanks for having me on the podcast um yeah so my name is rina waligo i'm from uganda i'm a visual designer and i run two companies related to design the first one is Mpenzi paper studio which is a creative studio that deals in designing wedding stationery. And the second is Ibuno Design, which is a community platform that shares content around business and design to help you realize, build, and nurture your creative abilities and talents for purpose. So that's basically what I'm doing. And just like you said, um, I moved back home end of 2021. So I used to visit before, you know, once in a while, but mm -hmm. for the last like 10 years, you know, I've pretty much been living in China and mm -hmm. in Kenya as well. So it's my first time to really be back home and like do this adulting thing. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. Um, it's a new experience and yeah, I'm just so grateful for everything. Of course, of course. Yeah. And speaking of gratitude, I think that has been um, one of the things that I admire most about you. Um, I can still remember like when we met, like at dance class, I, I, so guys, most of you or some of you would know that I do a little bit of Latin dancing. You know, I got some rhythm in me, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> some brocode, <laughs> but <laughs> So um, my friend and I, my other friend and I, we would always go to Latin dancing and she wasn't present that day. And I was just like sitting by myself and this person just came over to me and started talking. I was like, okay, who is this girl? What is happening? <laughs> but she was black. So of course, like I wanted, I had to smile and I, I wanted to be friendly because you know, like when you meet another black person, another black girl, then you just, you have to be a sweetheart. And she was, well, Rina, you have been, um, an incredible friend like I'm so happy that you walked over to me that mm -hmm. night I am also happy that my friend wasn't with me that night because who knows like how it would have been like if I would have been yeah you know, like in a corner with her talking and stuff like that um but 
I think one of the encounters, so since we met, like we would meet up at dance class and talk a bit, but I remember when we went to brunch a couple months after that, that brunch literally changed my life. And mm -hmm. those, for those of you who are listening and you've purchased my book, or if you haven't, you can go check it out on Amazon. Rena is the person who designed and well, she did everything for my book, to be honest. Like I just <laughs> wrote it because she was telling me like, okay, you need this, you need that, you need that. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like I knew nothing, but you were the expert and you shared everything like for free with me. Like you yeah. were just, like giving game, like looking out for me. And I appreciated that so much. I appreciate it so much, but before yeah. before we even get to the book I remember while we were talking at the brunch like we we were telling like um at that time I was talking about my then boyfriend and we were talking about relationships and about being a woman of God and and like like our faith and stuff like that and it was mm -hmm. such a wholesome day but one of the things I noticed about you was just your conviction and how passionate you were or passionate you are about what you do and about serving God yeah. and 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 I know it wasn't an easy road because you've told me mm -hmm. about your past but can you share with us like how did you get to that place, that place of faith? And I, I think it had something to mm -hmm. do with, with um, studying abroad in Kenya because uh, like the arena in China versus the arena in Kenya, <laughs> like, you know how it is yes. sometimes. Like <laughs> mm -hmm. us church girls, us church people, we know how it is, like, you know, but thank God for grace. So can you tell yeah. us about that? Okay, um, wow. I'm first of all so humbled that you think that way of me and so I just want to honor God in that and yeah so I think how my conviction or my whole faith thing um it was one of those things where you know you grow up in a Christian home you do what you're supposed to do you know it's like Monday to Saturday is a whole other thing and Sunday you know you're on fire <laughs> so I think that was um, pretty much my life for the longest time and so of course, I knew like the Bible, I knew scriptures, I knew all these different things, but I, I wouldn't say that I was actively, I don't know, it just seemed like something that you do, you know, I knew about God, I believed in Jesus and all these different things, but my life wasn't really reflecting that. Mm -hmm. And also when I, I think when I moved to Kenya, it was more of YOLO, you know, you just yeah. kind of live your life, you're in a new place, new country, new experiences. But I always had the love for God, like always that I, I don't think has ever really changed. Mm -hmm. And I felt like there was this calling that he had on my life um, to be more and do more. So I, I knew since I was about six that I wanted to design. Mm -hmm. But being from like, a standard African home at the time, you know, creativity wasn't really a chosen career. So I just felt this disconnect with the person I felt I was inside that God has called me to be and the person I was seeing outside. Yeah. So I think when I moved to, to China is when I, you know, you're kind of older, more mature, and is when I really started to get more in touch with my faith and actively serve, you know, before church was just you go on Sunday and you leave, mm -hmm. you know, and then I learned that you can actually really be a part of what God is doing in the world. And I think in those last, because I moved there about 2016, 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it was around 2017 when God really started to show me that he has called me to be exactly who I am. You know, I used to have this struggle and I felt like only um, pastors or only people up there could serve God. Mm-hmm. But I think in the last five years, he started to teach me that even if you're working in security, you know, even if you're in, I don't know, transportation, like anybody can serve him. And I think that's when my life really began to change. And instead of trying to be this other person, I thought I needed to be. I just allowed God to work through me. And that's why even when I met you, the easiest way for me to help you was through design, you know, because that's what I I knew how to do, you know? So I think um, my whole journey of salvation has just been God teaching me that he created me this way for a reason and teaching me how I can serve him and serve others with the gifts and talents he's given to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You mentioned about, growing up in the traditional African home and mm-hmm. the career path, I guess, like, you know, the, the cookie cutter life that we're all supposed to have, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. go to university, get the degree and get a husband, have babies, be a yeah. lawyer, that <laughs> yeah. thing. Um, and so you mentioned like having to, I guess, like the arena that I want to be that I know I am versus the arena that is expected of me Mm -hmm. how do you deal with that expectation I know you're now on the other side where you know who you are but tell us about the middle part if you can gosh I think I just left (laughs) (laughs) I think that's how I dealt with it honestly (laughs) like I think I just left the country. It's so drastic, you know, but um, yeah, I think it was just, just like you said, the cookie, because my brother is an engineer. Like, I feel like he came out of the womb in like engineering, you know? And I think I was always that kid who, you know, like today I wanted to be a ballet, you know, dancer because I watched Dexter's lab and there was a cool episode I wanted to be a chemist because of Uh pinky and the brain you know (laughs) only to get to high school and chemistry was not for me you know so I was always kind of moving from this and that but I remember when I discovered um, design actually it was interior design at the time Mm -hmm. something about it just stuck you know and so it was it was a struggle for me to like relate to my family they're not the most traditional people but they are quite traditional you know and so It was just one of those things where I was trying to be pushed into, I don't know, engineering or doctor, like those standardized kind of, you know, professions. Mm -hmm. And so in terms of dealing with it, I wouldn't say I dealt with it very well. I think I had a lot of pain and hurt and resentment because I just felt like I wasn't accepted. I knew I was loved, but I felt like I wasn't accepted, you know. And so I think when I got the opportunity in 2012 to leave, um, to go to Kenya, I think what propelled me is just being away from home, you know, being away from the scrutiny. Um, I always did things like, you know, I went to my classes and everything, but on the side, you know, I would always like seek out design and designers. And and I think around 2015 is when I met um, designers and started on that path. So um, I think that's how I dealt with it, just out of sight, out of mind. And, but now growing up, I'm, learning to have those conversations about you know 
yeah about who I really am and just you know I've started designing for my family as well Mm -hmm. you know so people now that I'm home like it's like people are really getting to see what it is I've been doing versus the last 10 years was kind of okay she's in school and she's kind of doing something related to design <laughs> or she likes cushions or she's doing this like it was it's always been that yeah um, yeah so I don't know you kind of just have to it starts with yourself oh, you know you can't have the validation from everybody else great. it has come from you mm-hmm. <laughs> it has come from you so that's the biggest lesson that I've been learning in the, the last 10 years like I can see the vision Mm-hmm. and unfortunately maybe you can see it but I know that it's between me and God and soon enough with patience yes. he will yes. bring others to see it yes. eventually yes you know? yes yeah I, I really like how you've phrased that and um, I guess I don't even want to simplify what you have said but sometimes I watch stuff or I've read stories about millionaires or people who Mm-hmm. just make money or like a stupid oh, maybe I shouldn't say stupid but like you know they create like something and you're like huh like that's what's mm-hmm. making you money like is yeah. that what did like but they believe in themselves and it's something mm-hmm. to be admired and then once you get that once you have that validation you don't need it from anyone else and and i mean yeah. of course you want it from your family you want to be valued for who you are what you are doing and you want to share that with them but there are times when you just have to venture out on your own and trust that eventually they will follow they'll they'll catch up they'll understand but if they don't, you know that you are doing what you've what you've been called to do. And I think that's what exactly you when you left. Um, so do you think that, you, well, has your family accepted you now? Like in terms of, OK, I have my bachelor's, I have my master's, but this is what I'm doing. And that's the only thing I'm doing. It's not a hobby so do you think that their, their perception or their impression of you has changed? Um, that's very interesting that you said the word hobby, because I, I think I reached a point when I was like, if one more person tells me this is just a hobby, like, you know, but um, I think... I think they are starting to. So I think what I've noticed in a lot of um, home settings, like being back home, um, because Uganda's creative industry has changed a lot. That's actually one of the reasons I decided to move back when I did. And I've realized that sometimes when you become successful, and I say that in quotes because of the money success, mm-hmm. everyone suddenly accepts you. Mm. You know, it's like it's different when you're struggling and you're not earning and this mm-hmm. is just a dream. And then suddenly you're like featured in a paper and now you're successful and everyone is like, oh, I always knew you could do it. You know, so um, I feel like for now, um, it depends. Some people are very accepting, like they're just, they're over it. But I think for some of them, it's more of, they wanted me to have the backup of education. I mean, education shouldn't be a backup, but I think it was one of those things of get your master's. And then after that, you can do whatever you need to do, you know, because they feel like at least you've kind of set yourself up to have a fallback position or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think also because I'm done with the school aspect, there's a bit more acceptance that you can kind of go and I don't know, experiment with whatever you're doing. Um, While I do think 
right now I'm at a point where when I was younger, I wanted acceptance so badly. So I was the type of person who would do something else just to please everybody else. Mm -hmm. But now I'm at that point where, listen, I don't care if you accept or not, but this is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So I think for some of them, they've come to realize that, okay, she's serious about it. Like she's not playing games. Mm -hmm. And so we just have to support her as much as we can. Um, show her that we'll be there for her. We may not fully understand, but we're <laughs> there for her and we hope it works out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, hey, you know, you have a backup. So I don't know if I would say accepting yet, but I do think that it's it's definitely better than it was maybe like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know they still love me. They're the most amazing people. So I just hope that I can show them that there's a different way of doing things, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I totally understand it um, from the perspective of your family and also just the business landscape um, of it all. But organizations and and companies are changing now, like even before mm-hmm. the pandemic, but more so now. Like so many people are working remote. Jobs have started yeah. differently. Creativity is needed now more than yeah. ever. So, mm-hmm. Like you're coming up. Like, hey. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think like over time with the social media era that we're now in um, people like, cause I remember the first time like we went to the, the 1905 like the creative place and you went ah yeah, station, yeah. The, went into the stationery store and you oh my gosh went crazy and I was just standing there like am I ignorant it's just like, paper just paper <laughs> like but you but it ain't. the joy on your face and you knew everything <laughs> like there was to know about paper and I was just like well I just know it's either blank paper or lined paper but But through meeting you like I now have an appreciation for that and I think the world is changing and the well it has changed and it continues to change where people are developing a deeper appreciation for the arts and for the yeah the different elements of it and not just like oh I want a graphic designer but your field Mm -hmm. is so important it's so vital to us and yeah so hats off to you for doing the thing like yeah thank you (laughs) so um so you mentioned Kenya bachelor's degree in China, mm-hmm. the master's degree. What yeah. made you decide to stay in China and not just return home after completing your mm-hmm. studies? Okay. Um, yeah. So I remember about, I think 2019 was when I graduated, but I think I had finished before that. Uh, wait, can you hear me still? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So um Yeah, so basically, uh, because in the program I was in, you had a year to write your thesis Mm -hmm. um, for graduation. So I was basically free, in quotes, for a year writing my thesis. And during that time is when I got more time to explore what was going on, you know, in the country. I mean, China is pretty much like the manufacturing, you know, hub. Um, So I remember getting an opportunity to... Uh, meet someone who was working in like manufacturing Mm -hmm. and so when I when I had the conversation with him he 
he was, I'd actually didn't even go to apply for a job. I just went to kind of get career advice mm-hmm. um, because he had, he liked advising young people on how to do business and the next steps in life and that mm-hmm. type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's American, so he's a bit more <laughs> flexible. Yeah. Um, yeah so I remember having that conversation with him and he was actually, his company was looking for someone with my skill set. And he wasn't the type of person who he needed, I don't know, 10 years experience in this and that. He just needed to uh, a self-starter and committed. So um, he told me to think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So he told me to think about it. And so, yeah, I kind of started thinking about it. And the options at the time were to move back home and like, again, go back to how I was all those years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Um, In the... job that I didn't really want to be in in the profession like no shade any like but I think it just wasn't for me and so I was like again going back to the out of sight out of mind I was like me moving back home now and trying to figure this out versus staying and actually being hired as a designer for a company like that was an easy trade-off you know Mm -hmm. I was like I'm gonna stay get my experience Um, It's in the manufacturing central. I have to operate in another language. Like there's so many things that I'm going to learn that might be different from home. Mm -hmm. So really it was just the opportunity. I couldn't pass it up. And I was like, okay, so I'm just going to stay and see how this thing goes. I did give myself a timeline though, because I felt like sometimes you can kind of go and then you wake up and 10 more years have passed. So I did give myself three years to reevaluate I was like okay after three years at this company I'll reevaluate what I want to do next okay so yeah that's how I decided to stay I think um I think I remember when I met and when I met you and I I automatically assumed that you were a teacher because that's what a lot of people are doing here and when you said oh no I'm a designer I found that so fascinating and interesting like oh, wow, like you're in China designing and you're getting paid. Like, that's such a good job. And like, I like that because of my (laughs) marketing background as well. But like you mentioning your boss and and I've met him, he's such a like a good person. Maybe that's even like too simple to use, but that's what it comes down to. And I think for us as young people, we need more people like that who will take a chance Mm -hmm. on us, who won't say, okay, well, you need, as you said, 10 years experience, but like, no, can you do it? Okay. Show me what you can do it. And we give you the opportunity. And I think you got that. And it's it's been life-changing like I'm happy he gave you that opportunity because otherwise we would not have met and that's how the butterfly works and that's how lives are changed um yeah yeah and it's another part which we know only from God is that your boss was also a man of the faith right yes yes how how do you think how do you think that affected your work environment and who you are as a as a as a Christian ah wow that's a really good question um yeah I think there was this sense of um he gives a sense of family Mm -hmm. you know and belonging Mm -hmm. I think um at the company it wasn't so much about you know your background and where you're coming from and this and this it was people relating 
to each other in love. And I think that's really what the Bible commands us to do, just love one another, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was, it was easy, you know, I think because there's a way I had actually connected with his wife before and just being in that community of believers, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. a sense of, I don't know, love and togetherness and oneness and, you know, living in a foreign country, like you kind of, you find family where you find it, you know, if that makes <laughs> sense. And so already, <laughs> yeah, so already even going in, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was that sense of family and community and oneness. And he he also had this, um, this thing to see you succeed. He really yeah. wanted young people to succeed. So I was never put in a, like I was always put in a place where I could have an opinion about things. I could try things. I could experiment yeah. with things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really helped me grow as well. And he also, mm-hmm. I think in my second year of working there, he became my business mentor mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. I asked him, I just asked him to be my business mentor as well. So yeah. it just just having that type of someone who's running business ethically, who's like running business with the principles of the word, mm-hmm. like it just changed everything. Cause you can work at certain companies and just feel like yep. you're suffocated each and every day, you know, um, but just living in a place. Yeah. And like just being in a place where you know that you have someone that you can count on someone who believes what you believe, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think it, it really helped me as a person yeah yeah yeah. understood I completely um, get it and I think that is the dream for all of us to have a boss or a leader um, who we are Mm. committed to and and we want to show up to work Um, we want to to do the job because you know we have a responsibility we know that we have their trust and we want to to perform well Um, like you mentioned that he was your business mentor. And I think it's always like on Instagram or social media where it's like, okay, you know, don't slave away at your nine to five and then go home and sleep instead mm. of working on your own business. But based on what you've said, yeah. as if your boss gave you an avenue to work on yourself and your own thing, even at work, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Um, He, oh man, like honestly that guy is just a blessing like he's really really he's called uh ryan um but yeah so i think about 2019 i approached him and i think he even asked me when he was i didn't even realize it was an interview but that first conversation we had Mm -hmm. and i always told him that i feel like there are things god has called me to do and i just i hope that one day i'll be able to do them Mm -hmm. and i remember in 2019 i approached him and i was like hey i have a business idea because i was not going to be shady about things you know and so i was like i'm just gonna go tell my boss straight up that hey i have this business idea is there any way that you know Mm -hmm. um i can get support you know Mm -hmm. to do this and a lot of bosses that you can approach with your side hustle and they support (laughs) you but he actually you know of course we had some terms like I could only use you know company time for I don't know emergencies or whatever or some things actually outsourced yeah but I knew that um he gave me that opportunity and openness and you know he supported me and everything so yeah it was just it was just really really a blessing I got to learn a lot from his company and Mm -hmm. use those tools in my company you know I brought him clients as well sometimes Mm -hmm. if I had a client that was just it was beyond me Mm -hmm. to handle I did bring Mm -hmm. clients there as well so that was like a win-win for the both of us yeah Um, I was able to learn and grow and 
yeah, I'm so appreciative of that. Okay, yeah. I shout out to Ryan and his company for grooming. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like you had like a, a pretty sweet deal in China. So why did you give that up? Like, <sighs> girl, <laughs> you know. This thing called following God, eh? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It can lead you to um, interesting places. But I think for me, I, I don't look at it so much as giving up. I think, um, like I said, going in 2019, because when he offered me the job, ironically, I didn't accept it right away. Mm -hmm. I told him that, let me think about it. You know, don't call us, we'll call you type of thing. <laughs> um, but anyway... Uh -huh. No, I, 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 but I did want to like run it by God. Like, hey, do you want me to take this opportunity? What's the best way? Blah, blah, blah. So I think for me, it wasn't giving up. But I think sometimes God puts us in places where we need to grow to the next step. Mm -hmm. And sometimes because we want to stay in the comfort zone, we're so comfortable here, we're earning or we're whatever, the life mm -hmm. is convenient. Mm -hmm. It's easy mm -hmm. to stay beyond the time you're supposed to be there. And I think for me, I didn't want that to happen. Because like I said, my entire life, yeah. I had this conviction in me that there is something I am meant to do. Yeah. And I don't look at it as delay, but I look at it like God put me in situations that I was supposed to learn from and grow from. Mm -hmm. But after that, I need to move forward and not just move forward, but help those people who are around me as well to move forward. So for me, it was mostly like, I can't preach virtue and practice vices, you know? So uh -huh. it's like, you can't tell someone to follow their dreams <laughs> and you're not following your dreams, you know? I so I think like after some time... Rina Waligo 2022, you heard it here first. Yeah, 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 preach virtue um, and practice vices. Wow. That's like for my... Yeah, someone has now. said that before. <laughs> yeah, someone said that like back in 2018, I think in a ah. sermon. Anyway, but yeah, so it was, it was more for... I realized that, okay, God has put me here to learn to do A, B, C, and D. Mm. But once he's accomplished that, I have to step out and now also do those things. So I don't see it as giving up. I see it as it was like a stepping stone to the next season. And I had to, no matter how afraid I was or whatever, yeah. I had to step out in faith and yeah. just trust that you know, I'm going in the right direction and God will give me the grace to handle whatever I handle. Mm -hmm. Plus I missed home. You know, yeah. I missed my country. I felt yeah. like, um, you know, I, there was just so much that I knew that we can be and grow. And I was like, I've gone out abroad and I've learned all these things and it's time for me to actually implement them, you know, in the next season. So that's how I look at it. Of course I miss, I miss it a hundred percent. Mm -hmm. But I think it was the right time and yeah, it needed to be done really. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Bring it back home. It's interesting what you said about comfort zone, because I think sometimes living in China, um, it feels almost like a permanent vacation. I mean, it's not easy here. It's not. Hey, but... you're on vacation. Okay. <laughs> it's maybe you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like what as expatriate, mm -hmm. it can feel like we're not in the yeah. real world. Um, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you can get comfortable. You can get complacent because you're like, okay, I'm here. Like I have a job and I'm getting paid. The um, it's cheap to live here. Like let me stay. But as you said, it's it's all about following God and and 
pursuing your passion and 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 moving walking into the next for his glory like even if you don't understand it yeah remember even before you moved home like right before you moved home like um stuff started happening back home and you started having questions like what's going on um at this point and (laughs) you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to um but Mm -hmm. I feel like so many times when we're at the precipice of something new and we've decided to take the leap then we see something like right below it and we're like okay no I'm not going down there again let me turn back but yeah yeah you didn't you didn't and you had the opportunity but you didn't like you still you took the leap, you you made the jump. And how has that been for you being back home, setting up your business? I know you mentioned it earlier, but um, can you tell us just a little bit more about how that whole entrepreneurship um, process has been going for you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, firstly, I will say um, I didn't like you know, decide um, on a whim to move back home. I think I was thinking about it the entire 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, because I knew already from 2019 that after three years, I need to assess just like I had mentioned. Mm-hmm. So I think beginning of 2021 is when I really started to assess, should I move to another city, another country or move back home? And along the way, like I got the answer, move back home. That was about February, 2021. But I didn't actually move till December. Mm-hmm. So I had some months to prepare, you know, mentally, physically financially so many things mm-hmm. um yeah so that definitely helped me with you know because I I don't do the last minute so I needed months and months of like planning mm-hmm. um and the transition so far um it's been a learning curve for sure like stuff runs at a different pace here mm-hmm. um you know, I have to build networks like almost from scratch because I haven't actively lived here like I've been on a vacation mindset every time I'm in Uganda Uh for the last 10 years and now it's kind of like I have to actually be involved and see where offices are and you know what the process is yeah um yeah so so far it's been okay I have uh my companies are being registered at the moment um, so that should be done soon. I've been doing a lot of admin, mm-hmm. you know, getting things set up. Luckily, the planning that I did before also did help, mm-hmm. um, you know, so just building networks as well, trying to get my websites up. Like it's a lot of admin stuff, you know, mm-hmm. get clients, um, but it's been good. I think what one thing I would say is it's different from trying to do this as a side business where you have like, I don't know, an hour or two versus I have the whole day you know and I think I'm so guilt-free like I have the whole day to think about my business I have mm-hmm. the whole day to like yeah. it's about my business you know and, yeah. and I think that has been a game changer because for the past five years it was always okay when I have time you know yeah. when I have two uh-huh. seconds to spare uh-huh. in the uh-huh. moment, yeah um, so that has been definitely definitely great for me mm-hmm. um there's still a lot of learning involved for sure. I'm not used to the markets, you know, mm-hmm. business is done very, very differently. Um, but I believe all those things will kind of be sorted out. I just have to be humble enough to learn from those who have come before me. Um, and also I'm learning my quote for this month. And I think for the rest of my life is done is better than perfect. You know, I'm such a perfectionist. Um, 
But in that, I can somehow talk myself out of things and delay a million things. But now I'm just learning, just show up, show up every single day, no matter how big or small it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And just, you know, do things like experience is the best teacher, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm learning to take risks, calculated risks, because I'm very (laughs) risk averse, but I'm learning to take calculated risks. you know, and, and just, and just enjoy the process. I'm learning to also just, you know what, just have fun with it. Like, you know, you know, designers and creatives, you can't take yourself too seriously, you know, so I'm also learning to have fun with it. And yeah, I don't know. I'm only like two months, two months in, like, so I don't know, maybe ask me again, like after a year. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But so far it's my second month and I'm feeling great, you know? Awesome. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I'm really, really happy for you. Um, So we are wrapping up now. So do you have any, I mean, I feel like you just gave your final word because you gave us like so many little nuggets. Like, Oh, I have a final word. Okay. Okay. Actually, my final word is about you. Um, I feel like your listeners. (laughs) Uh Okay, so (laughs) while we're wrapping up, so any final word just about um, anything to the listeners, um, any advice about moving back home or just any little nuggets that you want to, to drop to those listening? Okay. Um, yeah, I would say, uh, be patient with yourself mm. and give yourself grace, you yeah. know, yeah. really be patient with yourself. Cause I had this whole plan of how things were going to go and like, yeah. you know, um, but yeah, be patient with yourself, give yourself grace, mm-hmm. um, allow yourself the freedom to learn. It's, it's so weird that sometimes we feel all this pressure cause we feel like we need to be perfect. Yes. You know, we need to have figured everything out, but we're all just figuring things out mm-hmm. really. And so, you know, just keep trying what, uh, always evaluate where you're at. If you see something isn't working, mm-hmm. reevaluate and change. Like it's totally fine, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I would say, just appreciate people when they're in your life. Mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of people mm-hmm. that you don't really know when you've met them, like how they're going to play a part in your yeah. life. Yeah. But I think just be kind, you know, be kind to the person who's cleaning your office, you know, yes. as well as the CEO, like just, just treat people as people and learn to see them for who they are. Mm-hmm. Be present in the moments. Um, <laughs> enjoy like the moments, just see what's there to be grateful for and just trust God and keep, you know, your plans committed to him. I think those are the things I would say mm-hmm. for the people. And the last thing I will say is to shout out Shona. <laughs> da- like, honestly, you're amazing. I'm oh, so wow. glad that I met you. Like, I'm so glad that I introduced myself to you. Uh, that's not the type of person that I used to be. But, you know, Sean and I met, met in a month where it was my month of saying yes. I was taking risks the whole oh, month yes. doing things I would like, I would never walk up to a stranger and introduce myself. Why? You know, but that month of August, I was like, mm-hmm. I am just like the only black girl in this room has walked in. I need to go up to her. So she was nervous. I was nervous. The whole thing was just so nerve-wracking, like racking, but here we are now, you know. Yeah, so yeah. I think out of what you're doing i'm so humbled that you gave me an opportunity to work with you on your book i'm excited to see all the amazing things that come out of you and listeners don't sleep on this girl because she's she's a force and yeah thank you thank you so much (laughs) thanks for having me
Oh, wow. Um, thank you, Rina. Like, I feel like you're like always my my hype man, my hype girl. Like, I feel like you hype up every hey. part, like. <laughs> Which is oh, so man. good. Like, I love this black girl magic, this black joy, like just. Yes, black girl magic. Yeah, just like celebrating each there, other. Like- we didn't even talk about mm. black girl magic too much in China, but. Maybe we maybe we definitely yeah. do need another episode where we talk about that. Yeah, we should be we should be on the show. Should yeah, guys on. Um, but yeah. thank you so much for joining me today, Rina. Thank you for mm-hmm. just sharing your life with us. The like the good, the bad. Well, I think mostly good. <laughs> the uncertainty, <laughs> like the unknown, but still. Yeah following his voice and 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 um teaching us and 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 showing it to us through your life like how god blesses those who follows his voice and and following your passion and purpose but also doing it in such an intentional way and also just working hard because a lot of us we have the passion we have the purpose (laughs) myself included but <laughs> the hard work part but you you are one of the most hardworking persons that I've ever met and like when passion meets hard work when purpose meets hard work then Rena is created and yeah like um, business is amazing and for those who are listening if it is that you have something in your mind or on your heart that you want to try whether it's in the creative field or it's going back to school or applying for a job or texting a family member that you haven't heard from in a while whatever it is just just do it like take Rena's um, example, my example with this podcast and follow your heart, trust God, trust yourself and good things are bound to happen. So this is Shauna. I was joined by Rena today and here I go rambling again. <laughs>